0: Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Diagnosing a Killer, the Minty Breaky. I'm Minty Coel. Minty I'm Kenna. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody's having a good new year so far. Yeah. So excited to be back every Monday with you guys! Yes,
1: that's really exciting. We definitely took a long break; it was well deserved, and I think it really helped us kind of mm-hmm. get everything prepared for this year. But we are really excited to be back twice a week mm-hmm. and to have people call us crazy for doing two episodes a week. And I <laughs> also crazy. have a, an Associates of Science under
0: my belt at this point now. There we go. I
1: know, all well, my way from my Bachelors in Forensics. So. That's so exciting! Yeah. yeah, we're doing some good things going into number three, year mm-hmm. number three of the podcast.
0: Yeah. Isn't it weird that when I started school COVID happened?
1: <laughs> that is weird. I didn't get my it's bachelor's years until twenty twenty one, at the end yeah. of twenty twenty one. Isn't so, that weird? Yeah, it is really weird. It kinda
0: like halted and then there was a lot of stress that happened and then it was like eff it. I'm just no, gonna yeah. take my
1: time. <laughs> COVID's been four years now. No. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. So when it started. 2020. Yeah, that's well
0: Yeah, because I guess the shutdown would have been March twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. It's just crazy. Oh, strange.
1: Well, either way, we're happy to be back with you guys. Please continue to check out our new merch designs. We have a couple that are available short-wise and koozie-wise. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you guys want us to do anything specific. We can absolutely do that for you. And then, of course, those order forms are on the Instagram. Yes, on the link tree, and there's also
0: bracelets, custom bracelets. Give us an idea of what you're looking for, and we will, of course. If you haven't heard before, we hand make everything. Now we do not go through a third party company to do that. That just allows us to connect more with you guys, honestly, because this is something that we made, handmade in the comfort of our living room, living room,
1: <laughs> in kitchen, sometimes in <laughs> kitchen,
0: yeah. a little bit of all over. But yeah, it, it's an, uh, definitely more of a connect. A direct connection with y'all, which I love.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Well, speaking of two episodes per week, this is, like you said, our mental breakdown, and I'm really anxious to hear what you have for us. I miss these.
0: This is kind of my birthday episode, because uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be like a few days before my birthday. There you go. I know. Birthday
1: girl. Are you yeah. ready? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am so ready. Let's go.
0: Today, we're gonna be talking about gaslighting.
1: Oh, okay. Right? mm I was really hoping you weren't going to say the topic that I already researched. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't you like, hate that? Damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? I think it was Kemper,
1: right? Yeah. Oh my we're gosh. Like, oh, I was going to do that. No. Uh, yes. Gaslighting. A very commonly commonly used word yeah. nowadays. Yeah. And for sure. A lot of times people don't, I mean, even sometimes people are like, what does that even mean? You know? Right. Today. So oh. we're
0: going to talk about well, there it. There we go. Content Content warning. Given the topic at hand, this episode may contain inflammatory content and verbiage. If this episode is not for you, we encourage you to check out another one of our episodes. Remember that your mental health is very important to us, and we love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. So, yes, gaslighting.
1: Okay, let's get into it. (sighs) Are you sure you even know what that means?
0: I'm going to define it right now. You don't know what
1: that means, though. Me? Obviously, you don't know what that means.
0: I have no idea what... Clearly. uh, What? Gaslighting. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) You're so good at that. Oh, shut up. Don't say that. (laughs) Gaslighting is defined by psychology today as, quote, an insidious form of manipulation and psychological control. Victims of gaslighting are deliberately and systematically fed false information that leads them to question what they know to be true, often about themselves. They may end up doubting their memory, their perception, and even their sanity. Over time, a gaslighter's manipulations can grow more complex and potent, making it increasingly difficult for the victim to see the truth. End quote.
1: God, it's so scary. Because, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I've definitely been gaslit before, and oh, it same. worked, and I was oh, like, yeah.
0: oh my god, I'm fucking crazy. And you don't even know that it's happening while it's happening. Yeah,
1: you don't. You have and to, like, really know, honestly, about it to, like, catch it in the act.
0: According to an article by NewportInstitute.com, 10 signs you may be experiencing gaslighting are that the perpetrator, number one, lies or denies something and refuses to admit the lie even when you
1: show them proof. Oh, God. I hate Ugh, that. Like, I'm showing you the receipts right here. Yeah. And you're still lying. And you're like, no, 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 that's wrong. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. Someone else took my phone. Oh, you're, you're taking that out of context. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> Two, insisting that an event or behavior you witnessed never happened and you're remembering it wrong. Oh, oh that's forced. the worst. Oh, all these are the worst. You must just be
1: crazy. Yeah. You're remembering wrong.
0: Exactly. That is not what I said. You, I, What do you just make stuff up? You just oh made that God. up. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm going to be disgusted this whole episode. Three, spreading rumors and gossip about you or telling you that other people are gossiping about you, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, my God, I heard from so-and-so that blah, blah, blah.
1: Like well, it's also like manipulate. If they tell you that someone else is talking about you, then they you're gaining. They're gaining your trust. Yeah. Because I'm telling you that what I heard mm-hmm. and I defended you. Yeah. Does that mean nothing to you?
0: <sighs> Number four, changing the subject or refusing to listen when confronted about a
1: lie or other gas- be- <laughs> gaslighting behavior. <laughs> ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's like plugging your ears. Like I'm not even going to listen to you. Ugh. <sighs> Changing
0: the subject, though, definitely been in a few relationships where it's like, I am voicing my concern or opinion about something, and this person just starts talking about something else. Or they try to go all the way around the
1: topic so that you focus on something else other than the original point that you were mad about. Well,
0: you did that, but you know what really upset me when you did this? Yeah, of course.
1: Deflecting the point. Like, I'm going to start a little fire over here so you don't see the burning building on the side.
0: (laughs) Five, telling you that you're overreacting when you call them out. Ugh. God. (laughs) I'm going to do it every time, I swear. Number six, blame shifting in relationships, also known as maybe saying that if you acted differently, they would treat you differently. It's your fault that you're being treated this way. Yeah, for sure. Number
1: seven, trying to smooth smooth
0: over things with loving words that don't match their actions.
1: It sounds a lot like narcissism as well. Like, oh, yeah. just like narcissistic tendencies. Like, I'm going to act like a complete jerk, and then I'm going to, like, love bomb you. So oh, you for stay. sure.
0: I love that you said that term, because <laughs> we will talk this. about that. Number eight, twisting the story to minimize your abusive behavior. Number nine, minimizing their hurtful behaviors or words by saying something like, it was just a joke or you're way too sensitive. Oh my which kind of goes hand in hand with the overreacting,
1: yeah, right? I was just joking. God, I take a joke. God, why can't you
0: take a joke? God. Number 10, separating you from your friends and family who might recognize your gaslighting abuse symptoms. Okay. So the term gaslighting actually comes from a thrilling play from 1938 titled Gaslight that was eventually adapted into a movie in 1940 and then again in 1944 called Gaslight. The film shows a couple, Paula and Gregory, who move into a home together, and slowly but surely, Paula begins to believe that she's losing her mind. Things become misplaced, notably a brooch, which she is berated by her partner for losing, She begins to hear creaking upstairs, and at some point she believes the house's gas lights had begun to dim. Paula is told by her partner Gregory that she's crazy and becoming unhinged. The creaking was actually Gregory while he was walking around upstairs, but tells her that she's just hearing things. Oh my god. Gregory himself had been dimming the house lights. And in the movie's climax, the brooch is actually found in Gregory's own desk drawer. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Ooh, I got the heaves, right?
1: I got the heaves.
0: And it sounds like such a... It was honestly probably one of the first psychological thriller movies. It kind of sounds like a good
1: movie. It (laughs) kind of does. does. (laughs) Oh, gosh. When it happens in real life, it's completely fucking messed up.
0: This movie totally sets the example that this type of behavior is cruel and sinister, and after all, it was one of the first psychological thrillers. Mm -hmm. This film is accredited for, again, giving that term gaslighting as we know today. Gaslighting behavior knows no limits of the kind of relationships it can affect. Whether it's a romantic relationship, friendship, parent-child relationship, and even in the workplace, gaslighting is the product of a power dynamic within the relationship, stretching out into race, gender, economic status, and a number of other social inequalities.
1: Yeah, and it's really scary because honestly, like gaslighting, in my opinion, is not, like, a skill. Like, I feel like anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't know what they're doing at first, they will get reinforced by that behavior working, and then they'll do it more often, and they'll become better at it. And that's really scary because, like, it's not like someone, like, someone could do it without even, like, being sinister or yeah. being trying to be manipulated and then realize, like, oh, that kind of worked. I'm going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So anybody can do it and anybody can be a victim of it, yeah. which is
0: really scary. That is scary. So you're saying, like, not everyone knows that they're being the gaslighter?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. in some situations, at least on it first. Yeah. But I also will say, like, when it does happen and it happens really, really often and negatively, it's like extremely detrimental to the person that's being gaslit because it's almost like it turns into, I don't want to compare, but similarly to maybe an abusive relationship, physically abusive, or maybe not physically, but emotionally abusive Mm -hmm. or verbally abusive. You know, that person Mm -hmm. starts to believe that they have no choice. Like, this is the only person that's on my side. Right. I can't leave because what they're telling me like I can obviously only trust them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why they alienate like the family and all that yeah. stuff too, which is which is horrible.
0: And it's true. All of a sudden you look around yourself and you realize you're being isolated. Yeah. And you don't you don't know how you got there. And it's I been feel like
1: helped along the way. Exactly. It's even a scarier form of abuse because it's very hard to tell. Like especially yeah. when you're not when you're in it, you know, you can't really tell. They they just want the best for me. Right. I mean, and and any, I am crazy. They're just trying to help me.
0: And any opposition is met with a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost like, well, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to ruffle feathers just for the sake of ruffling feathers. Yeah. Because I've been conditioned or convinced after the fact that I shouldn't have even brought it up. Yeah. Clearly, oh. I'm, I'm in the wrong. Yeah. Typically, gaslighting in relationships tends to happen when two types of participants meet. One participant in the relationship tends to see the other person's perspective, while the other negates the other perspective entirely. hmm Which is interesting. Because yeah, it's that like is interesting. one person is all perspective. One person is like my perspective, your perspective, his perspective.
1: Yeah, and really person, trying. Yeah,
0: and one person's like, oh, none of those perspectives matter. Isn't that, uh, Yeah. And they're actively trying to negate your perspective.
1: Yeah, no, uh. that's, that's pretty wild. And I don't know why this made me think of it, but it reminds me of when mom says, like, you know, the, the, the term is, you know, there's two sides to every story. But mom says, no, there's three sides to every story. There's what he said, there's what she said, and then there's what actually happened. Yes. <laughs> a lot of the time, people aren't going to tell you the full truth it's of, true. or something.
0: It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. This dismissal can come in many forms, such as calling the victims irrational when expressing their feelings or insisting that they're wrong in their perceptions, which we talked about the perception. For a term that we regularly use in our society today, there are actually very little sociology studies around the subject of gaslighting. So psychology has decided to pick up the baton.
1: Hmm. That's interesting because I feel like it should be socio- sociology forward.
0: Right. You would think so because it's about how people interact with each other. Yeah. And it can happen not just in
1: relationships, but anywhere. Anywhere. It could happen literally anywhere.
0: A deep dive analysis was done by William Klein, Sherry Lee, and Suzanne Wood, tackling the topic with a study of survivors of gaslighting in romantic relationships. The participants were aged 18 to 69, 14 who identified as males, and 48 who identified as females.
1: Damn, your research paper, look at you. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) 43
0: of those participants identified as heterosexual as well. And the abject portion of the report states, quote, Gaslighting occurs within relationships that are typified by a combination of affectionate and abusive behaviors extended over the course of a relationship. Mm. Gaslighting victimization was associated with a diminished sense of self, mistrust of others, and on occasion, post-traumatic growth. Those who recovered from gaslighting often emphasize the importance of separation from the perpetrator, prioritization of healthier relationships, and engaging in meaningful and re-embodying activities. Mm. This study provides a basis for further research into gaslighting and recovering from gaslighting, which will contribute to the prevention and treatment of this type of abuse. End quote. Damn. So, the participants filled out a survey, and the findings were that 51% of the reported perpetrators identified as males, 55 identified as heterosexual, and 48 were Caucasian. 25 were considered liberal, 12 conservative, and 17 as unaffiliated political orientations. But perhaps most surprising, that these cases were in relationships that lasted for at least two years or more. Really? With 29 of the participants saying that their relationships lasted longer than that, that amount of time.
1: That's interesting, but it brings up my point. Like I said earlier, people may not know that they're doing it at first, and then they realize that it works, and then they feel like they have the power in that relationship. They keep going with it, and it gets easier and easier yeah. for them to manipulate their partner, thus their partner staying with them for a longer period of time.
0: Right. It, and the, it's almost like the relationship becomes codependent at that point, because they've now successfully probably isolated this person, uh-huh. and then the, the victim is has no other choice but yeah. to stay with that person.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's really interesting. The study also concluded
0: that there are four common behavioral patterns that existed in gaslighting relationships. Love bombing, isolating the survivor, the perpetrator's unpredictability, and cold shouldering.
1: Cold shouldering. Right? I know. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like you said earlier, the first one is love bombing. This does not include what some would consider to be the honeymoon phase of a relationship. Love bombing occurs at any point of the relationship and is beyond what would be considered a typical behavior in certain circumstances. hmm one participant of the study wrote, quote, "The start of the relationship was intense in terms of an emotional intimacy. We shared many details of our emotions and traumas very early, some even on the first date end quote." Another participant wrote, quote, "At the beginning of the relationship, both parties were bending over backwards for each other end quote." A third saying, quote, "He said he loved me in three days. It was a bit of a red flag, but I was so swept up by him he was quite charming." End quote.
1: Are these all examples of love bombing, or are these non-examples of these love are bombing?
0: The, these are what the participants wrote about their experiences of love bombing, yes. Okay. And a fourth said, quote, he continued to shower me with expensive gifts like jewelry, flowers, and dinners. Okay. End quote. So again, it's kind of like love bombing. These are their, I'm going to, throughout this whole study talk, I'm going to talk about all these participants. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: For sure. I just, I was thinking, that, I mean, the way that that sounds to me, you know, being in a relationship Thankfully, that's not like this. Mm -hmm. I would I would think that that just sounds like a honeymoon phase. But given that these are examples of love or gaslighting relationships, Mm -hmm. it makes sense that they would think like, "Oh, those were the first signs of the red flag."
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that most of these occurrences are likely to happen when they're um, again, like there's a bit of discourse, or maybe this person is new to the relationship. And because they're new to the relationship, they would kind of want to lock this person in mm-hmm. by being overly affectionate or yeah, overly
1: doting. For sure. And then buying a bunch of stuff as well.
0: Love Bombing's purpose is to convince their partner of forgiving them for their current and future behavior and simultaneously making the survivors feel indebted to the perpetrator, almost ensuring
1: a lengthier relationship. plant therapy, safety, and education are at the heart of everything they do. In addition to offering pure, high-quality essential oils, natural body care products, and CBD, they want to give you the tools and know-how so that you can safely use essential oils. Plant therapy is also dedicated to giving back to the community, both locally and globally, so they can have as many positive impacts on as many people as possible. Click the link in our show notes today and check out their oil of the month as well as some free goodies.
0: Social isolation, which is number two, serves many purposes for the perpetrator of gaslighting. The survivor has no other forms of social avenues, making the survivor dependent on the perpetrator for social needs. It also allows the perpetrator to abscond from accountability of their actions they can continue to re victimize the survivor without the prying eyes of others. Ugh. The perpetrator also maintains control of the victim as they continue to manipulate them into thinking that they're going mad, ensuring that the victim will not reach out to others in an attempt to get help.
1: Like, like if you just talk s- tell someone about that, they're gonna say you're crazy. They're too. gonna
0: tell you they're gonna tell you you're crazy. You can't go to your sister about that. Ugh. Oh my
1: god, that's Ugh. awful.
0: One participant stated, quote, he had a distaste for my friend's opinions and questioned my friendships and quote he made me dependent on him. Talked poorly about me to all of my friends until I was left to only rely on him. He made me feel absolutely insane. End quote.
1: Oh, that's such an awful feeling.
0: Quote: I'd cancel plans with friends constantly because he would get jealous. He did the same thing to my closest friends and family until no one reached out to me anymore, end quote.
1: Ugh, and then it's awful, too, because it's, like, on the other side of things, that you don't really know what's going on in that relationship, and you're like, fuck that, I don't want to hang out with so-and-so, you know what I mean? But yeah. you don't realize that, like, your girlfriend or your sister or whatever is being manipulated.
0: Right. And, yeah, I, I've I feel like I've been in situations like that, too, before, where I'm just, like oh, well, like, I guess they don't want to hang out with me as much or whatever it is. And like, well, her boyfriend said that they've just been really busy. And so, mm-hmm. oh, that's so scary because that's you scary. don't even know that you're being manipulated by the manipulator who's manipulating your friend. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ugh. Quote, about a week in, he had isolated me from my friends. And that same week, he told me that he loved me. He told me horrible things that my friends were doing and saying about me behind my back. About a week later, the only friend that he had allowed me to see stayed over at his house and in his bed, he called me insane and unreasonable, end quote.
1: Okay. Right? <laughs> what the
0: fuck? Like, he's like, oh, only she can come over. But, you know, like, we're, we're going to hang out a little later uh, into the evening. But you know what? You're tired. You should go to bed. You, should, you probably have work Jeez. in the morning. Ooh. So the next one is number three, perpetrator unpredictability. This consists of not knowing what your partner will do next. This is a form of emotional control that aims to keep the victim confused and uncertain. And concerned. Yeah, absolutely. One participant's example of this was, quote, Arguments started for seemingly no reason, switching rapidly and becoming extremely affectionate and sexual the next, end quote. Ew. Another's experience being, quote, She stopped talking to me out of nowhere with no explanation, and after we spent very little intim- a very intimate night and day together... A couple months into the relationship, she would continuously pop in and out of my life, expecting me to be okay with this and serve her needs, end quote.
1: uh. So yeah, he's
0: essentially where they are. I don't know if it's he or she or they. The participant saying that, you know, that she, again, would, I guess, give silent treatment, which is one that we'll see in a second, which is cold shouldering. Mm. But then having a very intimate time together, and then just whenever she felt like she wanted to come in and out of the relationship, she
1: did. Yeah.
0: Ugh, gosh. So the last one is cold shouldering. Cold shouldering is another form of manipulation, that, a manipulative abuse that coincides with gaslighting. It's a control over the survivor's emotions and expressiveness when the perpetrator ignores or silences their victim. They use the victim's need for space to process a situation as an opportunity to punish them. So it's like you and I are in a heated conversation. You're like, I really just need space. And you're like, oh, okay, you want space? I'll give it to you. I'll fuck off forever then. Oh, God. One participant said, quote, he broke a promise that he made to me and I was upset about it for the rest of the day. I didn't really want to talk to him. Then when I was finally ready to talk, he told me, you already had your chance and proceeded to ignore me and quote,
1: (sighs) that's like, that's literally like (sighs) when you go to someone and you say, I'm upset that you did this. And they're like, well, you did this. It's like, I'm going to make my, I'm going to get mad now because you're mad. I'm getting mad at you because you're mad (sighs) because of something that I did.
0: After a fight with her partner, another participant said she saw, quote, him glaring at me with these eyes totally devoid of emotion, except for hatred, almost shaking. And then he gave me the silent treatment for a few hours. He said that the worst thing I can do in those situations is to give him space, but it's honestly really hard to be around him, end quote. Run, girl. <laughs> right? Ugh. Well, yeah. These are these are former victims Past, of gaslighting. Yeah. Ugh. Gaslighters remind their victims that they are, quote unquote, crazy, incompetent, and overly emotional. The study states, quote, insults per- pertaining to survivors' physical appearance, virtues, and sexual activity may not obviously be challenges to their epistemic abilities, but if those survivors experience themselves as attractive, unselfish, and chaste, then the accusations of being ugly, selfish, and slutty directly challenges the survivor's self-knowledge and therefore their sense of reality, end quote. Like you might consider yourself to be a very reasonable person. You might consider yourself to be a, a at least an attractive person, a good person, a nice person. And the perpetrator of gaslighting's entire purpose is to convince you otherwise.
1: Otherwise, Ugh. and we, I mean, you tell somebody something for so long, they're going to start to believe it to be true, especially when they have no other outside influence to tell them otherwise. Right?
0: Exactly. Perpetrators argue over timelines or the tone or words in which t- are used inside the argument maybe even blame victims of being overly critical of them like you're so mean to me what you you know you're over there and you're you know you're telling me i'm a gaslighter you that's rude why would you say that about me oh
1: this is making me angry you're overly
0: critical <laughs> they turn the tables on their victims by claiming that the survivor is the problem and often take perceived innocent behavior as a reason for their behavior to turn hmm. this is often to distract the survivor from the real issue which is their issue yeah <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where you brought up something that bothered you, and by the end of the conversation, you ended up apologizing to them?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> 100%.
0: Often survivors would be blamed for the most minute things. One wrote, quote, Everything was my fault. The microwave was broken, and it was my fault, end quote. According to the study, perpetrators blame survivors for their own actions to try to avoid accountability. Quote, Anytime he had done something that was wrong or disrespectful, that would also be my fault, mm-hmm. end quote. Another participating, participant stating, quote, she would make it out to be on me for her bad behavior. And yet another one saying, quote, he told me that it was my fault that he cheated on me because I went to, on a work trip for six weeks, end quote.
1: Oh, you're never around. <laughs> Where am Who, who's supposed to love me? She's probably, paying paying for everything as well. No, oh, yeah,
0: probably. One of the biggest motivators for gaslighting is that your partner would maybe be trying to escape responsibility or accountability. Often these types of gaslighters are in denial about their own behavior. We see this in one participant's story, quote, My wife had an affair. I felt that something was off, as she wanted nothing more to do with me. And I kept questioni- questioning what was wrong. She kept telling me that I was just being paranoid, crazy, and anxious, and that everything was okay, end quote.
1: Well, everything wasn't okay. Clearly not. You're just crazy. You're not. Come on. Why would I do that to you? These seriously, are my, you really yeah. think that I would do that to you? <laughs> Those wow. are nudes of me.
0: <laughs> Another said, quote, I would ask for more help with our kids and I'd be met with anger because he felt working for money and providing were sufficient. I was told I was insane, unorganized, and I didn't take my job as a mom seriously enough since I needed help. Typically led to name calling and being told that we needed to switch places. End quote.
1: Because he would have been so oh, great what with if the children. Why do you go make the money? Why don't you go? Why uh, don't you make uh, more money? Uh, well, I'll be uh, a stay at home dad. I'll oh, be you stay at home dad? Come home and everything's a wreck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> stay at <laughs> home dads are amazing. I won't. I'm <laughs> oh I'm not for for sure. bashing <laughs> stay at home dads. <laughs> I mean, I it's yeah, that's stressful. Yeah, for sure. Another participant stated quote. The gaslighting was done basically anytime I expressed something that I was unhappy about or when I wanted more out of his participation around the house or with our children. I was always, quote, crazy and imagining things, end quote. Anytime that he had done something that was wrong or disrespectful, it would be my fault. Never did he take accountability for his actions or his words. He would always put the blame on me and basically said that I imagined what was happening and that I was crazy, end quote. Control is the second most common motivation for gaslighting behavior. Quote, When I didn't behave, say what he wanted me to, when he wanted me to act a certain way, or when he disliked what came out of my mouth or what I did. End quote. The participant stated that her partner tried to sabotage her attempts to get into medical school by spending, quote, months telling me how I shouldn't pick this career path for multiple reasons, starting with money. Then how I'm not cut out or smart enough. End quote. He then went on, quote, Picking fights with me the whole way while I tried to study, accusing me of bringing up medical scenarios that were similar to his family history, telling me that I was insensitive and unempathetic. Before the test, he brought up career paths that I was better suited for. End quote.
1: So not only is that affecting that person, but it's affecting every other person in their lives that she could have helped because if she got that medical degree, Mm -hmm. and this motherfucker is too selfish to let someone be great yeah so he had to pull her down to the point where I don't know if she went or not, but
0: absolutely clearly
1: not in a position to be like super excited about med school after <laughs> you're being told like all that all that stuff.
0: I was in an abusive relationship for many, many years, and I attempted to go to college for one whole semester and instead of being you know, happy for me and supportive for me, he would pick fights in the middle of the night and I'd be too tired to go to school.
1: Yeah. That was on purpose. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: And I failed that semester and I was 19 years old at the time and I waited to go back to school until I was, you know, 32 years old. And it just, it's just one of those things that stays with you your whole life.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And, you know, thankfully this participant got out of that relationship. Um, yeah, but it it's a very real thing that happens, and you don't even realize it's happening until it's, you know, that's, that's something that he had in him. He didn't want me to be better. Yeah. Because if I stayed low to the ground, he would always be above me. He could always control me.
1: Yeah, that's disgusting. Ugh. Idiot. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> Quote, he would get very sad about himself to the point to where I would feel that it was no longer about my issue, but making him feel better. He wouldn't like me to talk about our issues to my friends, and he would guilt me if I wrote in my journal negatively about him. Oh my god, ew. He would do the same behaviors over and over, apologize, never change, and then get upset every time I brought it up. Eventually, I just decided to stop bringing up issues because I was tired of making him feel better and making myself sadder, end quote. Oh my
1: god. And, like, she wasn't doing that. She wasn't making him feel better. And she wasn't making herself feel worse. She was doing that. He was manipulating her. Or then. And also, hmm. like... Not letting her talk to her friends about their issues, it's because he doesn't want his, her friends to be like, what the fuck? He's Leave wrong. <laughs> exactly. Like, Leave what the hell? Ass.
0: The effects on survivors of gaslighting in relationships have a wide range. One may begin to feel a diminished sense of self, resulting in loneliness and depression. You may feel guarded and have a hard time trusting others, especially if you've left the relationship and tried to start new ones. Newportinstitute.com suggests that you may be experiencing the effects of gaslighting if... You're having trouble making even simple decisions. You're making excuses for your partner's behavior to family members or friends. You're constantly second-guessing yourself. You're blaming yourself for the way that another person treats you. You're trying to convince yourself that the behavior isn't really that bad. You're walking on eggshells around the other person. You're believing that you are too sensitive. You're questioning your own feelings, judgments, and observations. You're feeling lonely and trapped. You're doubting your own memory and sanity you're staying silent rather than speaking up about what you believe you're being on edge and feeling threatened all the time you're starting to believe what the gaslighter is telling you about yourself that you're crazy or stupid you're thinking that you can't do anything right and feeling disappointed in who you've become you're spending a lot of time apologizing for your actions that's intense That's a lot. That is a very real psychological effect that that has on someone. No,
1: that's really intense. And, you know, I was thinking about this while you were talking about it just in general. Like, we throw around the word gaslighting, like, so so loosely, kind of like, oh, my ADHD, or, like, my OCD, kind of something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I even heard it at work the other day, and, like, people will, like, do that, like I did earlier, like, as a joke, right? Like, oh, I'm just gaslighting or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's not. I mean, it's really serious in these particular scenarios. Not that you can't have harmless back-and-forth conversation with your friends or whatever, but... In situations like this, like it can be extremely diminishing to mm-hmm. someone's whole psyche. Like, yeah. and again, like you said, ruin someone's whole future, like path, you know, because of just how how skewed the relationship can be and how the mindset can be.
0: I agree, and you know, much much like I stated at the beginning of this episode, this type of power dynamic can happen anywhere. Yeah, this is not, you know, the study of course was with within um, couples. Mm-hmm within relation romantic relationships but again it can happen parent child it can happen you know uh with a boss it can happen mm-hmm. between sisters yeah. i mean it can happen at any time and you're so right like people realize that it works once and then somewhere along the way they they just don't grow out of it they don't stop it or they know that they can easily manipulate or control someone else and they continue to do so yeah for sure recovery can also come in many forms Spending time with others and talking to friends and family about your situation can be widely beneficial. For some, getting back into physical activities or creative activities may be an outlet. Of course, seek professional help if you need it. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to grieve your relationship in a healthy way. However, it is always almost recommended to disconnect completely from your abuser.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely.
0: Furthermore, recovery is about trusting yourself again. Remember, this is something that was done to you and not of your doing, no matter how responsible your abuser made you feel. Allow yourself to trust yourself again, trust your knowledge again, trust your gut and experiences again. You may once again remind yourself that you are capable of making good, safe, and sound decisions for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that was absolutely one of the hardest parts for me.
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure. For
0: was for being sure. able to trust myself and, like, know that I'm completely capable of making decisions for myself and then putting them into action. Yeah not somebody's not going to tell me how to do something all of the time or
1: tell you not to do something that you exactly. want to do
0: although not every relationship of this nature will result in physical violence gaslighting is still a form of abuse and as such may be a gateway to physical abuse over time if you or someone you know is in a domestic abuse situation you can reach out to the national domestic violence hotline at 1-800-799-7233 24 hours a day seven days a week
1: yeah, absolutely. And of course, if you are in crisis, 9 1st thing. Of course, if it's an emergency, for yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. I just
0: want to give a special thanks to William Klein, Sherry Lee, and Suzanne Ward for their studies on this topic. And uh, we will also leave a link in the show notes so that you can access the great details of their analysis because there's so much oh, more yeah, to it. but it's a
1: huge Oh, article. yeah. It's huge. Nice. Well, that was a good topic. I, I didn't think to do do that one ever, and I'm yeah. glad that you brought it.
0: Ugh, I also have to shout out Dreading because I don't remember what episode. I think it was the Ezra McCandless episode when um they were talking about gaslighting and I was like, what a cool topic for like yeah. a whole episode. So Yeah, for sure. And well, if y'all don't follow Dreading, please follow Dreading. Those <laughs> they're two brothers that do it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Although one's the voice. Um Got but it. oh my gosh, it's so fun to listen to him. They just did this whole thing on Chris Watts. Oh my gosh, stop. Ugh.
1: <laughs> Well, thank you guys for joining us for another Mental Breakdown. Yeah. Be sure to get your tickets to the True Crime and Paranormal Podcast Festival. That's happening in Denver this July, the 12th to mm-hmm. the 14th. It's also my birthday weekend, so yeah. you guys should come see us. We have some really great merch, and we've been, like, stockpiling our merch to make sure that it's oh available for you guys so when it comes July. Yeah. But anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay, well, we All will right. see you guys on Thursday with another case and mm-hmm. next Monday with another Mental Breakdown. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.
0: Trusted Health Products makes a variety of incredible products that you can feel good about. Their oral care, skin care, and nutritional products focus on quality first. Trusted Health Products are additive-free, GMO-free, and are 100% pure ingredients that feed and nourish your body to help you look and feel your best. Click the link in the show notes to receive an exclusive offer today. Trusted Health Products, products that you can feel good about.